0: Hello Turkaholics and thank you for downloading this episode of Football a la Turka. We hope you enjoy our podcast and the work we put into bringing it to you each and every week completely free. But for those of you who want to support the show, you can join us on Patreon for just $3 a month. Money we'll use to continue improving our hardware, software and fund our annual hosting on Podbean. You can do so on patreon.com F-A-L-T or just check the show notes. Thank you for your consideration of patronage, and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome back to Football a This is episode 24. I hope you enjoyed our Europa League and Champions League previews of last week. We did not give you a full-fledged show last week, but I figured that with those two, that would be plenty. I'm joined once again by Burak Sizgin and Umut Naderi. Guys, thank you very much to, for joining us. You are
1: very welcome, Khan. Um, I think as we speak, um, Boshak Shehir have been dumped out of the Champions League into Europa League group stages uh, no one is too surprised about that I think um, and the question on everyone's lips is uh, where is Falcao it's like where is Wally and we look, we're we looking for him and I'm sure Umut can enlighten us a little bit more.
0: We'll talk about that in a second but actually uh, they're not yet in the Europa League group stages Burak I have to correct you there they still have to play the playoff rounds of the of the Europa League so they still have to survive one more round to even qualify for those group stages. Um, so yeah. I don't think
1: they will. I'm putting, putting it out there right now. Damn, I thought they went straight in. Obviously not. Wow. Nope, 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 nope. They should, they
0: sh- would have had to survive this round in order to uh, qualify for the Europa League group stages. Um, so, just quickly, going to give you the results of that match. Of course, uh, Bashiakshir lost last week at home at the Bashiakshir Fatih Teram Stadium, one nil to Olympiakos. They also missed a penalty in added time. Edin Visca saw his penalty saved by uh, the very capable, very excellent goalkeeper, Portuguese goalkeeper Jose Sa. Uh, And Jose Sa would play a key role again in today's fixture as uh, Bishakshir ultimately lost 2-0. Another penalty there uh, for Matial Valbuena towards the end in the 78 minutes or so. Uh, But it was uh, Ruben Semedo, another Portuguese, who had put Olympiacos in front. But it should be pointed out that Bishakshir really did play a good game. Uh, They created I I lost count how many good chances, they really should have scored a couple, uh, but their finishing just wasn't up to snuff. And at the end of the day, if you can't finish, you're not gonna get where in football, of course. So uh, yeah, like Borak said, are dumped out of the Champions League qualifiers and they will go into the safety net of the Europa League. Maybe they will be able to qualify for the Europa League group stages. And uh, we're recording this on Tuesday, of course, so no results yet for the Europa League. But of course, last week Malatya Spor lost 3-1 in Belgrade against Partizan Belgrade and uh, the third goal only coming in additional time again through a penalty that was very painful for Malatya score obviously 2-1 would have been an okay result but 3-1 makes it a very difficult task heading back into uh, this week's fixture in Malatya and then the other result Trabzonspor drew 2-2 in Prague against Sparta Prague that was a better result, although it didn't look that great uh, 10 minutes before full time. It was 2-0 for Prague, but Trabzonspor managed to squeak their way back in and they're now favourites going into the home leg at the Akiyasi Stadium or the Channel Stadium, however you want to call it, this Thursday. So let's dig into some transfer stuff and let's dig into the most uh, juicy news that there is and that's of course Radam Falcao. What's the deal? Is he coming? Isn't he coming? Abdurahim al Bayrak and uh Ahmed Bulut, Ahmed Bulut of course a, a very famous player agent in Turkey. Uh, big, big man in Turkey. <laughs> and of course, Abdurrahim, Al- Abdurrahim Albayrak, vice-president of Galatasaray, traveled to Monaco last Thursday or last Friday, I believe. And uh, the news was that uh, they would return with Falcao on Monday. Uh, it's now Tuesday, still no Falcao. Abdurrahim Albayrak has returned with a nice picture, nice selfie with uh, Radamel Falcao, but not with the actual player. Umut, what's the latest on Falcao?
2: Well, uh, actually, having known Abdurrahman Barak since I'm a Galatasaray fan and I, I'm really getting used to his weird stuff uh, recently and came in empty-handed from the airport and also taking a selfie with Falco and after that incident, getting an empty-handed to Istanbul and telling the people, uh, the excited fans about it which is a negative news, telling them how the situations are like postponed into agreement stuff, negotiating and uh, so it's about the weird stuff and I don't think it will happen Uh, but earlier today you said me uh, ESPN has announced Falcao's coming to Galatasaray, however uh, I don't see it uh, happening right now Uh, I don't think Abdurrahman Albarek uh, has the ability to uh, negotiate into the talks uh, much further from this point. Uh,
0: L'Equipe had a very interesting um, article on it yesterday, I believe it was, uh, in which they basically said, look, Falcao did indeed accept Galt's rise offer uh, for, tr- for a three-year contract with uh, more than five million guaranteed wages a year. Um, but he doesn't really have the intention of going there, uh, is what L'Equipe wrote. They said that Falcao's main motivation of accepting this offer was to give himself a stronger position on the uh, at the negotiation table whether it would be for an extension at Monaco or Valencia who are rumored to be interested um, there was also an interview on uh, a radio in in, in Colombia uh, on Friday where Falcao did speak about Gutz right did speak about Turkey um, but from what my friend tells me who translated it for me he said I don't really get the vibe. ...from what I'm hearing, because it was, of course, an audio-radio uh, interview. I'm not really getting the vibe that he's very keen on the move, despite that he had some nice things to say. But it's all about how you say it, of course, um, the intonation and all that. Um, yeah, so what's the deal here? Uh, right now, Monaco are working hard on getting Ben Yedder from uh, Sevilla... Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Falcao will be available, especially not for free, which is the big thing. Galtry wants to get Radamel Falcao on a free transfer, um, but Monaco simply aren't willing to let him go on a free transfer. And uh, I think that's that's the main obstacle right now. Apart, from, I think if Galtrai would come in with a decent offer, let's say seven eight million, I'm sure Monaco would be willing to oblige. But uh, they're not going to be letting him go for free right now, as it seems. So the diff- yeah the, the transfer seems to be stuck a little bit in deadlock. Um, and then the question is, if you're a vice president of a, of a club like Galtrai, should you really be giving the fans? Um, basically, the sign of look. This de- this is done deal. Because when we saw that picture of al Albayrak and Falcao posing together, then everyone assumed, look, this is done. He's coming. Uh, and then a couple of days later, nothing happens. Empty-handed, uh, he returns empty-handed to Istanbul. The question is then, should he not resign? I mean, obviously, this can still happen. I mean, if this also country-
2: also this kind of business uh, shouldn't be like uh, advertised as it is, because you give. So many people hopes uh, about getting him. And yeah. you use that kind of vibe to, uh, in your own way to make the like new stuff handy for your own business stuff. Then uh, this kind of approach doesn't get any further. Uh, you mess it up. And uh, also it's becoming like a thing for the rivals. You know, they get uh, messy stuff around you all the time. Yeah, you, d- you give them stuff. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, all these kind of tools uh, should be in private yes. uh, until it's done.
0: Yeah, you you don't put that type of picture out until the thing is signed. Then you put the picture out. It's it's amateur
2: hour, in my opinion. Um, I mean, and also uh, I think uh, Abdul Alberg is that kind of amateur, in my point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then obviously, I mean, if you have as president of the club, allow him to take charge, then that's amateur, amateuristic on his part too, so I mean... Um, yeah, it's a difficult situation. I mean, obviously this can still be done. It can, can still get finished. Falcao could still come. Also,
2: it has to be said that uh, I, uh, I saw today Onyekuru's uh, first uh, training session with Monaco, and in this picture, Falcao was already there, preparing the, for the team in Monaco.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's not gonna... Yeah. He's, He's yeah, he's not going he's to not gonna leave his team. No, but that's normal. He's going to stay and train with the team until he leaves. That's that's how it works. Uh, Burak, what do you think uh, about uh, the whole Falcao drama?
1: Um, It's it's quite fun watching it uh, unfold um, each day. Like I was telling you guys earlier, it's like a classic Turkish Dizzy and there's a cliffhanger at the end of each episode, whereas it's almost like there's a cliffhanger every single hour. You're hearing talks of, of Ben Yedder has arrived to Monaco. You're hearing talks of Atletico Madrid having sold um, someone, and Valencia bought that striker from Valencia. So you, with Valencia, might have an opening for him. But then you, you've got the fact that Falcao would command what five to six million euros a year. Um, almost um, the fact that no one seems to want to buy Jugner who's sitting there on earning his high salary as well, and it's. Every day, I at some point during the day, I think Falcao is going to come. And then I read something online that he's not going to come. Do I want him to come? Of course I don't want him to come because he will be probably a phenomenally good goal scorer. But, you know, Falcao, I've read reports saying that Falcao doesn't see himself settling down with his family in Istanbul. But, like I say, I've, I can't remember if that was from any official sources. It's That's just it's just been... Belief. Lequipe could be uh, the lovely French uh, French colleagues over there, but every, every day there's something different. So I I don't know. Um, I I still think it might might happen. That's how I feel right now. Ask me in another 30 minutes, and I might say something completely different. But yeah. it just it just reminds me of the whole uh, debacle with Alan that happened, and then the Kevin Gross uh, Grosskreutz uh, that happened as well. It's just like another catalog. Don't remind in, me that. Yeah, so <laughs> it just like it's another in a catalogue of errors. So, but like you say, the the, the picture that um will took with Falcao and then posted it online uh, to many Galatasaray fans. That they probably thought, right, done deal, because why would yeah. you be taking a picture Not with conscious. your arm around them?
0: Yeah, not just All the fans, random. but also the, the 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 media jumps on that. And like you said, it's yes. like one hour it's done, the other hour then oh no, there's there's some some trouble here or whatever. Uh, it's a roller coaster, or emotional roller coaster for the fans. Uh, it's been dragging on for a couple of weeks now, um, and in the meantime, Galtrai are neglecting to replace other or fill other voids in the team. I think most importantly. Fernando has been sold to Sevilla. And no replacement has been gotten. Uh, Siri, Michael Siri is not a replacement for Fernando. He's not a defensive midfielder. Um, and, we did, six. Yeah, and we did see against Fiorentina uh, that there's definitely some de- major deficiencies uh, defensively for Galtz, right that need to be resolved with the league starting in just a couple of days. Um, how do you feel about that, Umut? Uh, do you think that the whole Falcao, all the attention is going too much to Falcao and and the other positions are being neglected? Yeah, definitely.
2: We we just literally wasted one whole month for one single player and we got nothing out of it. Just became empty-ended. And uh, we still have to replace our number six position, which is defensive midfielder. And also, from what I see from the friendly games, Nagatomo is playing really weird. Uh, he's getting really old right now. So uh, he's really prone to errors because of his physical decline. Uh, so we also need uh, you're in a dire need with a uh, left back also. So uh, this has to be done before the transfer window closes. But as we're uh, already used to it, it's never done uh, in any Spur team. Nobody ever finished uh, all of the TN transfers at the time before the Super league started. So yeah. we're used to it. Very so. true.
0: And it's a natural segue into uh, Bishik Tesh who finally got their man at left back, Pedro Rebocho, from Anavan Ganga in league. Uh, well, actually, league 2, now they, uh, they did relegate. Uh, he played 43 games last season for Ganga, and he got 12 assists. Uh, it's quite spectacular for a left back. And he was one of... Uh, well, I talk. I spoke to uh, Pierre-Henri Dufay yesterday to interview him about uh, Pedro Rebocho, what type of player uh, he is. That episode of the Black Eagles podcast will be up later this week, uh, which will be focusing on Pedro Rebocho. But uh, he did tell me one thing uh, that I'm going to reveal already is that he is a, a consistent player um, and that he was basically one of very few uh, basically, one or two players last season for Ganga, where he couldn't really say anything bad about, who had a good season. Um, so, Michelis get their left back, 24 year old Portuguese player, former Benfica uh, Academy product. Um, Former Portuguese youth international. So they get their left back. They also got Victor Ruiz from Villarreal, 30 year old central defense defender Left footed central defender known for being decent with the ball at his feet. So uh, Besiktas, who started the transfer window pretty slow, get two key moves uh, within the space of a week and now they're looking towards a left winger still and uh, the most uh well, the, the hottest rumor right now is that of Jeven Konoplyanka and uh, Jochen Schneider of uh, Schalke 04. the technical director or the director of football, uh, told WAS yesterday, that's a local uh, news agency in Germany, uh, that indeed Besiktas are in talks with Schalke for Yevhen uh, Konoplianka but there is nothing uh, done yet so far. Um, so it's a name we've heard mentioned with Fenerbahce earlier in the window too. Uh, Bixiktesh, of course, getting linked with him every summer, it seems like, ever since he was at Dnipro and had that amazing season with them in the Europa League. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there for Bixiktesh. They're still looking for that left winger, for a striker, due to the injury of uh, Burak Yilmaz and Kuvanyalcic's uh, yeah, an inability to convince during the training camp. And then also perhaps a goalkeeper because Loris Carius will be out for about a month. So Besiktas are also linked right now with Volkan Babajan and uh, Sinan Bolat of Antwerp. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what happens there. Uh, I would tell you to go and listen to the Black Eagles podcast if you want to listen Uh, If you want to hear a little bit more about the latest uh, transfer rumours of Besiktas. But let's go over to Fenerbahce, unless either of you have anything to add about these rumours. Well, quickly, Burak, what do you think of the two signings Besiktas made, uh, Victor Ruiz and uh, Pedro Rebocho?
1: I think they're good signings or strengthening, which is... Well, Besiktas appeared to be practically strengthening their defence, which is something that Galatasaray and Fenerbahce are definitely not doing. And something that Farabach should def- desperately need to do. Maybe Carl not as much because they have Otormush, you know, um, a defence that they won the championship with last season. But I'm looking forward to seeing how they get on in the, the, the Super League, uh, especially Roboccio. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I think he might be um, taking that left back position from John Ad personally.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Almost Good signings from Besiktas?
2: Yeah, yeah. also uh, it's worthy because they are uh, younger players, so have a better future also. Beşiktaş had Gökangil who is old enough to uh, even thinking about retiring, so it's a great addition. Also, I have to add that God's right, today announced uh, they uh, refused uh, interest in Mehmet Özcan, who is a number yep. six position player, which also increases the possibility of Him going to Fenerbahce uh, because they're also rumored to be interested in him.
0: Besiktas too. In the
2: near future, yeah, even Besiktas. Yeah. So that will add it. I think that will be one for
0: the final few days of the the window. I think uh, he will probably get snapped up uh, by one of the big three. Uh, Supposedly a really big talent, 20 years old, central defensive midfielder. Uh, Mehmet Özcan, uh, that's a name you'll probably be hearing uh, towards the end of the transfer window, I would say. Um, but yeah, you're right, Galtra indeed did deny interest. Of course, that means absolutely nothing. Uh, that might mean actually that they will announce him in just a couple of days. So <laughs> let's wait and see. Uh, but let's get over to Fenerbahce. Not that much to talk about for Fenerbahce. I think Burak, except for one thing, a signing at the back. Tell us more.
1: Well finally we we sign a defender um after God knows how long um other signings have been made this window. We all know the likes of uh Vedat, Toza, and Nemre coming back, um Gary Rodriguez, etc. Um but no, we've signed uh, Matthias Zanko Jorgensen uh from Huddersfield Town now of the the championship in England. Um I had the opportunity to see him play last season quite a few times just by watching Premier League football matches. Um, I'd actually had him in my fantasy football team because he was towards the lower end of the budget. And you know he would always pop up with a couple of goals. I think he scored three league goals last season. So he's he's um, got that about him. Um, strong, powerful not not the quickest guy but um quick to assert his authority lets you know you're there um not bad in a tackle shot stopping um positionally okay um like i say he's not going to set the world on fire but if you if you look at the friendlies that we've been playing recently and uh, who we've been playing as center back you know Gilesson Diego Reyes um Gentsho Okan, we had play back there um Sarduk, um Sardaraz is uh, injured of course and as always yeah he has a few games he gets injured that's his prerogative that's his MO pretty much but um, it, it's good. Are to have you sure he's up.
0: not just on holiday? Have you checked his wife's Instagram?
1: <laughs> I've not checked his wife's Instagram, but I can uh, assure you, I don't think he will be making that mistake. But who knows? Who knows what Sadarz is up to? Maybe he's getting another tattoo or something. But if, you know, when he when he stays fit and you know he's a he's a good centre back. Um, but but Zank, I'm looking forward to seeing him and how he adapts to the physical style of play in Turkey. Obviously, having had a couple of seasons in English football. He, I think he's going to be up to the challenge, full of physicality, uh, that's for sure. Like I say, I haven't seen him play. He's always someone who's not afraid to put a challenge in and and let the opposing player know that you know I'm Zanka, I'm here, I'm ready to to take you out if I need to. And I think he'll pop up with at least two to three goals for us from from corners or um, stabbing the balling from 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 crosses and um, etc so happy to get a center back in um, international center back as well play for denmark and represented them at the major tournaments and like I say even though his pedigree is uh, danish league dutch league premiership so you know I think it's a cuz I think he cost around uh, I don't think we've had two, 2 million to about 2 million you know I think it's a 3 plus 1 year contract he's 29 mm. so yeah, um, hopefully he'll soon be playing alongside his uh, countryman Simon Kaya, <laughs> which is um, a rumor still that has been talked about. Um, Do you think I, it's possible. Um, if we look at it, the rumors going around, so like Kolarov, Sturridge, Kaya, I heard the name of Ahmed Kutuju today somewhere, I can't remember the source. Uh, the young Turk. I think he's playing at Schalke. Um, as you just mentioned, that the young uh, central defensive midfielder. I think out of the ones, Kaya is not a bigger possibility as, as some people think. As uh, I mean, I don't think he is that possible to get. Um, I'd be absolutely delighted if we did, because it would mean another defender. I think Kolarov will eventually sign. Um, I think that one in it's been drawn out but it's been drawn out by journalists so you don't see anyone from the Ferrabaccia board talking about it or um, making any comments um, anywhere um, Alicoc has, has said that we announce transfers when they're done so I can read you know tens of journalists opinions every single day saying Rome want this much money Kolorov wants to come Kolorov has turned down offers from other clubs in Italy because he wants to come to Ferrabaccia you know you can be sketchy about the the how truthful about what those rumors are so but I think that's the transfer that's most likely to be done we will we get a number six in another central defender central defensive midfielder um you know gustavo too much money Fezja, he was almost like a plan b plan c so whether he'll that'll be brought back to life i don't know maybe they'll want to focus on the the defense more, and as for for Daniel Sturridge, um, I think he wants three million a year, uh, from what I'm reading, um, in the Guardian in the UK. But I know also some American and Italian clubs on him. I think he he would be more likely to move to the States. I think, or yeah. come to Istanbul if he gets and, a good offer.
0: And do Fenerbahce really need to allocate more wage budgets towards an attacker right now? I think they have. Bigger necessities at the back and in the midfield, they should probably Definitely. Not be looking towards getting a, an
1: attacker before they get their defense sorted. And an injury-prone attacker as well. That's obviously what, what's always curtailed Daniel Sturridge's career. He's always been a good player. I mean, he, that season when he was playing alongside Still. Suarez, oh. uh, was it? He had he had a, see, I think it was Suarez and Coutinho um, that he when he was playing in that Liverpool team. Mm-hmm. He had them around him. I can't remember if it was Sterling or well, but definitely. Slipped. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yep, back in 2014. <laughs> but, um, yeah, back to two thousand and fourteen. But yes, that was a great season of him. But he had that. No, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fourteen. I was a Liverpool fan, um, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I that that was his best season, I think, because he had good players around him. Mm-hmm. I don't think he would survive in the Turkish league. I think he would, you know, take one walk out onto the potato field mm-hmm. in. And
0: Ihan would uh, cut him in two and it'd be over.
1: Exactly. Fend de la carrière. <laughs> Bang. Done. Yeah. So I'm hoping for at least two more transfers before the transfer window shuts. Um, and I'm going mm-hmm. to say that that's probably going to be, for me, I'm going to say Kolarov, an essential defensive midfielder. So I don't think Kai will come as much as I want him to. I think the wage is too high. Yeah. And I don't think we'll get an attacker either. But I'll mm-hmm. be happy with another two transfers because, boy... Do we need them? Because that defense is another shit show, and it's it leaks tap, it leaks goal. <laughs> yeah, for fun. It, it, well, it um,
0: remains to be seen with uh, with uh, our good friend Kolarov, because I mean, I, I think I've pointed it out before. He continues to start in every single one of Roma's friendlies. It seems um, that does not look like a player that's on his way out. They they still very much seem to uh, factor him in for this season. So. I, you know what? I mean, at the beginning of the window, I, I was convinced that he was coming. Obviously, the Turkish media played a big role in that. But given the fact of how Roma's uh, preseason has developed, how much of a part he's played in that, I honestly don't think he's leaving. Um, so, I don't know. We'll have also, to wait and see. Also, Roma
2: but... both Spinazzola from Juventus, who is also a left-back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Mikola will probably so play
0: it's... as a, as a def- central defender, perhaps next to Manolas.
2: Yeah, that's what I was thinking before Hassan El was injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were yeah. like uh, thinking him to place uh, into yeah. left center uh, health uh, yeah. as a, like a playmaker uh, m- uh, play yeah. from behind.
0: Burak, Burak uh, so, spoke about that as well, I think, a couple of episodes ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, how Brock, uh, I wonder how Brock thinks about, as a former Fenerbahce player, uh, Matthew Valbuena, uh, in these two games against Başakşehir.
1: Ah, uh, Valbuş. Ah, yaktın bizi, Valbuş. Um, Klaas, he could still play for us for another season or, or two. Um, like I say, he, he's just a guy that's got it. Um, good football brain, good ability. Maybe his cardio would mean he wouldn't play in every single league game for 90 minutes. But, you know, as you can see, he's still got that that touch of absolute quality. And sad to see him go and it was sad that he was playing for us in a time when we were absolute shite. So we couldn't really give him any kind of trophy um, that he deserved. Um, But you know it was a joy to see him play uh, for us and olympiakos have got a very good footballer on their hands so what can i say it hurts but it's this is the football you know um it, it just happens and i don't think his contract was ever going to get extended just because of his his age his wage and the fact that there's a rebuilding and restructuring program going on at Farabacha right now
0: Okay, let's move on to Trabzonspor. There's uh, one really big, big news item coming out of Trabzonspor. Something that's been hanging in the air for a while now. It's Yusuf Yazid's move to Lille. And that's been completed for 17.5 million euros. But There's also add-ons, I believe. 1.5 million in add-ons. And also 20% on the next sale. He's already made his debut for Lille on the weekend. And uh, yeah, he played quite well actually. Already immediately adjusted himself. Had a couple of really good... Uh, neat actions in uh, in store and uh, immediately made an impression at Lille in Ligue 1, so Yusuf Yazidji all the best there and a great fee for Trabzonspor and also a player in exchange, Edgar Yeh, and... The Portuguese central defender uh, has already been loaned out to Feyenoord in Holland. Very puzzling. I definitely think that Troubdenspor could have used him. He's a he's a decent player. Um, what do you guys think of uh, Yusuf's move to Lille? Is he, is this the right move for his career? Um, Umut, I'm gonna throw to you first.
2: Well, it's definitely the right move for bigger future uh, ahead of him. Uh, he needs to show himself uh, in Europe in a bigger stage. So uh, Turkish league is not enough for him. So he needs to go out, show himself, show his skills. And uh, in his debut, I watched uh, a couple of minutes of him uh, and a, a small short of video of him. Uh, he was given a chance at the right wing, I, if I'm not mistaken. He made a quite of an impression there as well. Uh, like he has been... Uh, uh, making uh, playmaking and dribbling uh, all the way himself and helping out his teams. Also, he has been chance to uh, take the free kicks already uh, when he's there. Uh, and uh, did pretty well with those uh, which he took. Uh, I think it's the best path he could have taken and he did it.
0: Borak, what do you think about uh, Yusuf's move to Lille?
1: I'm um, very excited for him, um, especially for his progress, because I think it's going to aid him greatly in his national team as well. Um, I think the fact that Lille have brought him on on that right-hand side of the field, I, I wonder if they're, they're thinking of trying to get him and Ezekiel to, to link up a lot more often, just to have that Turkish connection, like that that Ottoman invasion down the right-hand side of their pitch. Um, it'll be good to see him in the Champions League, especially if Lille get drawn against some like big-ticket names. As well, I'm not. I'm sure what I'm sure what pot they're going to come out of, but it's an exciting time to watch him as as a Turkish football fan, because you think of Yusufiyasci Yusuf Yusuf on the right hand side, and you're thinking you know, of and Dad on the left, and whoever we choose to play through the the middle, whether that's going to be one of the Oplikardiers if General, you know is going to persist with Chalhanoğlu, but no police. Well. We know, you know, we know what Shannon Hodja uh, does sometimes, but you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But I think <clears throat> it's an exciting time. I'm. Um, I, like, I like to echo what you said. I think it was. It's good for his his development, especially. I don't think he could have. I think he reached the ceiling at Trabzonspor in the Turkish league, and he couldn't have pushed on. So I think he's gone to a good club where is like the the next level of his development before he then moves on somewhere else bigger whether he stays in France and goes to say another bigger French club, such as I don't know, the only ones I can think of maybe like, like a Marseille, Monaco, um, Lyon. Lyon, maybe, or if from there he moves to Germany or one of the other big leagues. Um, but it's all down to him and how hard he works, but he seems to have his head screwed on. Um, the fact that he's got this far, um, based on his ability. So I'd, I'll be definitely tuning in to Ligue 1 um, games uh, this year, especially when Leo play against some of the bigger-name French teams. So, And uh, you may
0: also have to tune into to Ligue 2
1: because Umut Merach from Bursa Sport
0: has made the move to Havre in France. Um, the reported fee is somewhere between 1.3 and 2 million euros, uh, so that's a good deal for Bursa Sport. 20% of that is supposed to go to Boluspor. Um but let's wait and see if they actually get their money. Uh, so yeah, uh, Umut Merach was linked to Beşiktaş for basically the entire window. Uh, deal was very close before the presidential elections of Bursaspor earlier in the window. Personally, I'm happy that we did not get him and we got Pedro Rebocho instead. But it'll be interesting to see how Umut Merach continues his development in France. Um, and of course, you know Bursaspor need that money desperately. So. Uh, very good move for him, I think, for his development. League two is a very good uh, league for young players to develop in. There's lots of talent in there too. So if he uh, manages to uh, get into the team there, we could have a Zeki Celik light on our hand. Um, he was also linked to Fenerbahce, and honestly, with Hasan Ali Kalderim going down with a with a relatively long injury, I think he's out for about two months. A uh, couple of weeks of that have already gone by, of course, but he'll still be missing at least a month or so. I was thinking that uh, Fenner might have uh, pushed a little bit harder for Umut Meraj, but uh, he's going to France.
1: Yeah, I thought we would have, we would have too. So obviously, he was not a a big, you know, a, a big ticket item for us. I'm saying big ticket a lot today for some reason. I don't know why. I can't think of the right words. But he wasn't, I think, a a big priority name for us. So let's see how he does in in, in Ligue Liga. All the best to him. And I hope Bolles will get their money soon. (laughs) Indeed.
0: Uh, Okay, well, I think that's going to do it. Uh, There's really not that much in terms of uh, done transfers uh, in the rest of that. There's, There's always a couple of them. Uh, in the rest of the Anatolian teams. But we'll be running down uh, the transfers in one of the upcoming episodes. Um, but that's going to do it for us for this episode. It's going to be a little bit shorter. But there will be more European previews coming your way. As these legs finish. And uh, hopefully Trabzonspor uh, managed to go through. Hopefully Malatyaspor managed to go through. And of course Shiro will be in action in the next round of the Europa League uh, playoffs. So uh, still plenty to look forward to in that regard. And of course this weekend... The Super League results uh, we'll be reviewing those next week as well. Um, quickly, what's your prediction for your team, uh, Burak? What's Fenerbahce gonna do on the opening match day? What do you think?
1: Well, we're playing this year here at home, and I think it will be three points for us. Um, okay. I, I think I've I think
0: Gazisier is a sleeper team, and they're gonna be tough this season. I think they're gonna end in the, definitely the left column. I would say top eight. So, wouldn't underestimate them.
1: Uh, I'm not. I mean, you know, you know, I also wouldn't be surprised if they up locks like Usain Bolton knocked us for six. Um, I'm very worried about who is going to be starting in defense for us. So, but I'm still going to say opening game, home ground, excited fans, uh, three points, and hopefully one of them will be like a 40-yard screamer for Ferdi so.
0: <laughs> if he plays Umut uh, Galserai's uh, fixture this weekend what do you think?
2: Uh, we are going to Denizli uh, and we are going to play against Denizlispor. and right now Denizli is one of the hottest cities in Turkey which is about 40 degrees Celsius every day here so I think our players' uh, brains got melt during the play there should be some water breaks during the game. Uh, other than that, uh, our midfield is suffering right now because of the lacking of some defensive midfield and Fatih term insisting Serie to play there, uh, which doesn't come handy for us uh, because uh, our midfield is like Pambu against uh, strong teams. The is a new team in the league. I don't think we're going to suffer much, but we need to be careful.
0: Okay, so that's on Friday. That's the late, well, the only game on Friday at 8:30 uh, local time, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, 8:30. So then on Saturday, Besiktas will be playing away at Sivaspor. I'm expecting a very difficult match for Besiktas. Uh I'm expecting a very difficult opening couple of weeks for Besiktas for lots of the new players to settle in. Of course, Besiktas had lots of tr- injuries during the training camp, so it was a little difficult for the new players to get adjusted. Um, so I would not be surprised for Besiktas to drop points on the opening match day as uh, a at Sivaspor So on Saturday we have uh, the returning Gensh playing Çaykur Rize in uh, the early match Then uh, Kayseri Spor playing against Alanya Spor, Sivaspor Besiktas Then on Sunday we have Gostepe against Antalya Spor, we have Konya Spor against Meke Ankara Guju We have Yeni Malatyaspor against Basakshi here and then we have Kasim Pasha against Trabzonspor. And then on Monday, as uh, Burak already spoke about, Fenerbahce will take on Gazischi. Here, that's the fixture for the opening match day of the 2019-2020 Total Super League season. We hope you will be with us for this coming season and. Uh, Lots of uh, in, lots of exciting football to behold in the coming months. Thank you for listening to Football Alatürk'a, and we'll be back soon
2: uh, with some European previews. Bye bye. Don't forget to watch uh, Super Cup final on Vodafone Arena. Yeah, Hello, come to Bishkek.
1: Indeed, come to that, uh, they did. You, hopefully, you'll be announcing the signing of Mohamed Salah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Then, then Umut will uh, jump ship.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>